Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Hello, folks. Just a quick update on our podcast page, Help for Wounded Spirits. So we had a Facebook page of the same title, Help for Wounded Spirits. Unfortunately, through this whole electronic big tech stuff, we lost that page with all of you who liked us and followed us, completely lost the page and had to start a new one from scratch. So we need your help. Would you go out to the new one and find it and like us? It's still showing a, a blip to the old one. But if you'd go out to the new one, Help for Wounded Spirits, and, and find us and like us again, that'd be a great blessing. Uh, we also heard from a couple of you folks who had questions and things were going on. Please contact us. Contact us privately on our Facebook page, uh, whatever the case may be. Also, by the grace of God, our ministry is expanding, especially on the Wounded spirit side. So we have a completely different place now to give to the, wounded, the Help uh, for Wounded Spirits uh, website. Uh, so if you could go to Wounded Spirits Ministries, you got to type out the word ministries, T-R-I-E-S dot com, and, and you hit give, it'll take you to a drop down window that starts with general and list a couple missionaries. And then it says uh, help for Wounded Spirits podcast. Boy, we could sure use your help with a month or so coming at us. And uh, that'd be a great blessing. So quickly, uh, we now have Helpful Wounded Spirits, its own Facebook page. Please go out and like it. It doesn't look exactly the same as the old one, uh, but God is still blessing. We can't wait to see you folks out there. Secondly, we have another place for you to help us pay our monthly bills with Helpful Wounded Spirits, and that's at woundedspiritsministries.com, and then hit give in the drop-down window entitled that comes up. We'll say Help for Wounded Spirits website. Of course, this is a 5013C. Uh, of course, you'll get a receipt for your taxes immediately. And uh, we thank you very much for your time. We sure do love you folks. Praying for you daily. Thank you. Man, it's great to be back with you folks. And here we are cruising along on the 193rd podcast. We're in Psalm 16 in our Bibles this morning. And David's seeking some preservation and some blessing. And we kind of went through uh, Stephanie's whole family now. We hit all eight kids. And uh, we hit Thor, uh, the newest member of the family, the golden retriever, the blessed dog. Uh, so uh, I think let's let's hit something out. So Stephanie, we know all your kids now. We know everything that's going on. So we, we're gonna we're gonna call this sharing the best biblical experiences of your life. So uh, except for getting saved, except for getting married, we're gonna cancel those two out. Think of a blessing that God gave you, and what would that be? Um, I think if I had to think of another time that would be really special, it would be when I was um, 17, I think. 17's a good year, man. Yeah. And um, that was when the Lord really brought me to the place of realizing that I needed to fully surrender to Him, to serve Him however He chose. Wow. And um, I was that that's how old I was when I just came to that point of, okay, God, I'll do what you want me to do. And just where there was no strings attached at that point. And that's a really special, it's not, it's something I've never regretted. Um, even in the midst of craziness, um, I've just never regretted 
being at that point of telling God he could do whatever he wanted with me. So I would say that's probably the next most special And that full surrender, that idea behind full surrender. You know, what's his name? Andrew Murray wrote a book on surrender. And Mm -hmm. uh, man, it was one of the better books I read when I first got saved. And it and it, and it talks about all, you know, the idea behind surrender and fully giving yourself. And, you know, we could really go back and, and honestly, you could look at, you know, that verses we always quote there in Romans 12 uh, about service, about surrender for service and those types of things. And, and you know, someone listening, a layman listening to us or someone listening who, who's not understanding the concept, what was the difference before the day, the day before you surrendered? And the day after you surrendered, what does that mean? What's the difference there? Um, well, for me, it was it was um, coming to that point of putting all of everything on the altar. Uh, where there wasn't, I'll do God, I'll serve you, except for yeah, where where the except fors were gone. I'll give you everything, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and for me. There was, um, God actually used a message on his all-sufficient grace to bring me to that point. And, um, and so by the time you were 17, I mean, this was, uh, I mean, what, what are you, you're just finishing your junior year probably and, uh, getting ready to go into your senior year of high school. Uh, I was actually a senior. I was actually a senior in high school. All right. And you're. Your, yeah. your your biggest gig is probably babysitting and working around the house and things of that nature? Yeah, I, that was a lot of my life, was taking care of younger siblings. <laughs> yeah. Do they appreciate you properly today? You know what? I hope so. I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Honestly, it doesn't matter. See... And I guess I got to fully surrender because that would bother me a little bit, you know. Maybe we're, hey, <laughs> folks, maybe this is the best practical advertisement ever for surrender. So here we are. We're moving in Psalm 16. We're going to get spiritual. We're hopping in. Uh, great blessing is when you surrender, folks. We surrender. Debbie and I both collectively surrendered in Heidelberg, Germany, in the back room of the old officers club there. And uh, we were, that's where we had our missions conference. We were meeting in a hotel at the time. And, man, I'm talking about carpeted floors, padded chairs. That, that was good living right there, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, boy, if God ever lets me pastor, I'm going to remake how comfortable that room was. That place was right with God, man. But anyway, <laughs> a fellow named Jeff Elverson was preaching. And, I mean, this guy would sweat so much. He'd, he'd wear like a towel around his neck when he got done preaching. And, but I just knew, I knew that it, you know, that there was something bigger than me in this world and I better surrender to it. I better either get on the train or I better do something. And, you know, maybe there's people listening to us today that are like, you know, I need to get on the train or I need to stay home and lay on the couch, you know, and that, that was a term we had in the army, you know, either get, either be a soldier or go home and lay on the couch with the rest of the bums. And uh, that's a terrible thing to say, but that's, a, that's what they used to say to soldiers. I remember at basic training, uh, when, uh, when we'd go through basic training and someone was getting ready to be thrown out for not doing the right thing, 
uh, that they would say something like, uh, lift your hand up and say, uh, would you like fries with that? And then go cha-ching because you used to have to pull the cash register arm down. And uh, do you want fries with that? Because if you leave the army, obviously there was nothing better than being in the army and uh, serving God's better. I want you to know that. Mm. So I proved him wrong in that area. But here we are on Psalm 16. Psalm 16 is like the attitude of a righteous man. David seeking preservation and blessing. Uh, he's trying to figure out again. He's searching for life. There's things going on. He says, preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, thou art my Lord. My goodness extendeth not to thee, but to the saints that are in the earth and to the excellent in whom is all my delight. Their sorrows shall be multiplied that hasten after another God, that their drink offerings of blood. Wow. Will I not offer nor take up their names into my lips? And when I say wow, even though I read this psalm looking for words that I needed help with a few minutes ago, I missed that. So that's where the wow came from. Just to translate what the wow was all about. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintenances my lot, maintainest, maintainest. See, I may have read this, but I still got New England issues going on here. Thou maintainest my lot. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage, and we surely do. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory withdraweth. Uh, my flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life, in thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures evermore. Boy, there's a lot going on with that psalm, but right away David's talking about being preserved, about making a difference. Now, what comes to your mind? We looked at that, Stephanie, and what came to your mind? There's some really precious verses in this psalm. Um, I remember, I think, I'm pretty sure there's some major portions of this psalm in my um, Bible journaling. Uh, oh, man, sorry, the yawn just whacked me again. She's got some, um, she's got some yawning going on, yeah. <laughs> um, but I love how David is just so open yeah. And honest and just says, God, I need you to preserve me. Yeah. Like, trust in keep you to me do safe. That. Keep me away from danger. You know, when I think of that word preserve, those are all the things that are going through my mind. And uh, boy, I, have you have you said that prayer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the words, a lot of the verses in the psalm, I've cried back out to the Lord. Um, yeah. And verse verse seven is, uh, you know. Are you cutting I way just, ahead again? See now, Stephanie's a cutter a little bit. She she cuts <laughs> way ahead at times, and uh, she hopped right up to seven. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me at night. So uh, he steers me. He is that what you're thinking? What what do you think? What's coming to you there yeah. in verse seven? Yeah. Well, I think it's 
I think it's, um, I used to read some of those verses when I was a kid. It'd be like, who is up in the middle of the night getting instruction from God? I mean, I believe David, but wow, that's a real thing now. And um, especially when you're in the midst of heavy trials and you can't sleep. And you're meeting with God in the middle of the night and saying, God, I need counsel. I need help. Some of those best meetings happen in the middle of the night. You know, some yep. of those some of those sweetest times are in darkness. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Talk talk to us about the middle of the night, Stephanie. I'm I'm just wound up, man. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, I think sometimes we you know, the devil tries use to use the night seasons to cause us terror. Oh, man, people and, use that expression. We got a dark winter ahead of us. You know, people use those expressions to mess with us. Yeah, I don't even know what that means, but... No, that was um, something that Joe Biden said in the debate last night. Okay, well, who knows what he meant by it. I'm not sure if he um, knew what he meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I know that God has used, as much as Satan has used night times, to be terrorizing. God has used night times to draw me closer to him. And um, I think God's word without it, if you've been through trauma, the night times can be some of the most awful nightmarish times of your life. Yeah, they sure can. Yeah. And even with the Lord, they can be hard. Yeah. Um, just being honest. I mean, when you have dreams that are so awful, they leave you suicidal in your thought processes you know you've been in a really bad place that night um but then we have the god who gives us his word yeah he sets us free sounds like a song there yeah yeah and then in (laughs) verse and then verse um i wonder who wrote a song about that yeah yeah that's our latest one yeah (laughs) i wore it as a worship Uh, song but somebody Turned it into a real great hymn. But anyway, going back to you about night, dark, <laughs> great things happening. Go ahead. No, but then David says in verse 8, I have put the Lord always before me because he is at my right side, right hand. I shall not be moved. Okay, this whole yawning thing, man, right now. <laughs> sorry. So you like totally got to stand up. I don't know. You know, it's, it's kind of, you know, th- there are people out there listening to us, Stephanie, at like 5.30, 6 in the morning. And, uh, you know, they're driving down the road and yawning yawning is contagious. It's, it's worse than the coronavirus. (laughs) And, uh, you know, you want to talk about something that spreads in the airways, not the air. And, uh, so we got this whole contagious yawning thing going on. You know, I don't know. Lift your knees up to your chin. I don't know. I mean, do something. I say. You know, just move around a little. So just so you know, folks, that as we always say, but in case you may be a first-time listener, we're a 1,000 miles apart. Not really. I think about 700, 600. So I don't know. Driving-wise, maybe 700. Far enough. Far yeah. enough. So, we're, we're, you know, this is through the phone lines. Uh, this is what's going on. But anyway, uh, he sets me free. Now, that's a great hymn, though. I, I will say mm-hmm. that right now. That's the way a hymn should be is right there. That's, uh, uh, and, and so the darkness and folks don't underestimate, you know, sometimes we, you know, I was born in a very regimented religious system. I was brought into it 
as a young man with steps and different things we had to do in repetition. And it was, you know, vain repetition. And, 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 and sometimes along the way that I started viewing certain times of the day that I did certain things, certain times of the day I would do this. Uh, if somebody used this word, I answered with this word. If somebody said this, I said that. And along the way, I, I forgot that it's all right. You know, God's always awake. He's always there. He's always with us. And uh, sometimes when it's real dark, it's a good time to just lay there and say, God. You know, sometimes the only thing you can pray is God. And he says, yeah. I know. And, uh, you know, just earnestly put your heart, you know, set your eyes upon him. Move out straightly, you know, make it real, make it strong. And, and uh, I, think, I think nighttime works. And, you know, then you didn't quite make it to 9 and 10. And I know you're almost there. But, again, talking about delighting in the Lord and his goodness. And, and uh, uh, you know, we talked about delighting. We talked about uh, those things where we can rejoice in the Lord, where we can find great things in the Lord, and uh, where we can do things. And we, we talked about that yesterday. And, and um you know, my heart is glad, my glory rejoiceth. And uh, uh, man, there's there's so much, there's so much to be said. And, and you know, I guess, Stephanie, that as people, you know, we equate the painful times, we equate the trial times, we equate the hard times with negative juju. Yeah. And, and you know, but God doesn't. You know, I, I think, I, I don't think that, you know, God's, God's God, but God certainly knows when, when we're hurting and knows when we're in trials, but constantly the word of God reminds us that there's a reason for the nighttime, that there's a reason for when it's dark, that there's a reason for when we're hurting, that there's a reason for when we're crying. And, you know, Stephanie and I lately, again, full disclosure, because we said in the beginning, this podcast was always going to be full disclosure. It was going to include messed up things about my life, uh, tough trials Stephanie's been through. She doesn't have many messed up things in her life. But, oh, uh, yeah, right. But uh, anyway, I think sometimes when we're in the midst of craziness that we shut down completely, and those should be the times that we're yelling out to God. And I mean... That's your experience, isn't it, Stephanie? Yeah, yeah. I I think our flesh um, reaches those points of despair. Yeah. And, you know, we have an enemy who is constantly there. I know in my case, he's there shooting fiery darts, yeah. whispering, don't bother to pray anymore. Don't bother to... It's not know, doing any good, yeah. Yeah. yeah, why are you fighting to try to stay faithful? Because it's not doing any good. Yeah. And you're not going to be found faithful anyway. And those attacks from Satan are real. And um, I don't discount those at all when someone's going through them because they are real and they are tough. And so I think, again, like I've said, we have to come back to choosing to focus on God's word and the truth of God's word. And we have to do what David did in verse 8, where he says, I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Yeah. Because we will reach that point of despair otherwise. And David then says in verse 9 that 
his flesh also shall rejoice and shall rest in hope. And I really think there's a sense where um, God's word, his truth of his word, his spirit, all of those things do play into our rest. And I don't have this down by any shape or form, but I do know there's truth in it because I've experienced it, you know, where his word gives that peace. Yeah, it sets, sets me promises. free. It sets me free, and His Word will, and that's scriptural. And I'm not talking about the song here, but I that that Stephanie and I wrote. It's just, it's just the Word of God in the morning when you wake. It it'll bring you to where you need to go. It'll uh, the Word of God in the middle of the night chronicling. We talked about that a a couple days ago, and and chronicling scripture and remembering things that are touching your heart and. You know, and, and in the end here, I, I really think, you know, we're talking about heaven there in verse 11 and, and the presence and, and the the eternal pleasures. And I think sometimes, Stephanie, we need to fixate uh, when we're ha when we start fixating on our trials and being upside down and uh, and all those types of things. We need to start fixating on eternity and God and and, and the things that God can give us. And, and you know, I, I think often I listen to this podcast every single morning real early, uh, usually doing some kind of physical training or something, generally walking or, or doing push-up, doing something, you know, trying to move, uh, trying to do something. And, and what, always, what always comes to my mind as I'm listening to the podcast and I'm listening to the scripture we share and to the different thoughts we have, what always comes to my mind is, God, help this day. Help me do this day good. Help me be a good person today. Help me be a de decent guy today. Because even though men and women show their emotions different, and I'm not a psychiatrist, a psychologist, but, but you know, we all have these same kind of issues. And I mean women do it. Women will cry over anything. You know, they cry when they're happy. They cry when they're sad. They cry somewhere in the middle. And, and you know us guys, we don't even know what's going on. You're trying to make, you know, is that a cry, a good cry, a bad cry, a middle cry, a side? I mean, we don't know. And uh, so you try to qu qualify that. And sometimes you just get, you know, and you're just like, man, I need to know, you know, what does this cry mean? Are we somewhere in the middle? Are we somewhere, you know, is this a good cry, a bad cry? But the most important thing is, is when, we, when we find ourselves with emotions and hurting and our heart wrong, that's probably the best time to go to God. That's probably the best time to do what David's doing over here in, in verse 11. Thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore, eternity for heaven and uh, in those pleasures, in those promises, and the difference that those things make, man, they should change our day, Stephanie. They should, they should take a, a bad day and make it good. They should, but, but sometimes, you know, life's life. And, and sometimes the littlest things send us sideways. I mean, it, it, do you experience that sometimes, Stephanie, where you're, you're having a great day and one thing will mess you all up? Yeah, well, and I think when you have PTSD, you add triggers into that. Yeah. And yeah, it, it becomes a very nasty thing to have to deal with. Yeah. And, and you know, in, in those triggers, you know, when we think of triggers and, and just to be totally upfront, what are your triggers? Well, name one or two of them. And everybody has different ones. Um, well, I mean, I have ones that involve sounds. Yeah. 
um, guns, fights. loud noises. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. There's a lot of different things. Um, sometimes it's just driving in the car, um, a rock hitting my car. Um, very weird things. It'll turn out. And, and some of you listening to us is knowing exactly where Stephanie's coming from. You know, for me, uh, my greatest trauma was the Willie thing. And, and uh, you know, so when I see ambulances, when I, uh, when I see people all huddling around somebody that's just had a heart attack, because I immediately want to go into, can I help mode? Uh, what can I do? Uh, you know, I get hyper. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, I get hyper vigilance. I'm running around. I'm crazy. I'm wound up tighter than an eight-day clock. And, and David's like that. The more we go through Psalms, he's dealing with Saul. There's stuff going on through the book of, of Psalms. And you can read a lot of it through the first and second Samuel, and you can get an idea and have some type of chronological history going on here. Uh, but those things are going on. And that's the connection I wanted to make with Stephanie when she says, when I, and, and you know, you have triggers that make you sad. And, and friends, you have triggers that make you sad. And even those of you who may not be dealing with PTSD as your daily reality, there's things that make you sad. Uh, there are things that make me sad in my life. There are memories that make me sad, and the same memories can make me glad. So uh, I don't know, Stephanie. And just take, just take a minute, Stephanie, and what would you say to the, the, uh, those folks out there right now who we talked about you know, when it's night, when it's dark, when, it's, uh, when those times are bad, uh, how do you approach this? I mean, what what would be the thing to do for these folks? I think one of the greatest ways you can deal with it is obviously you have your Bible, but if you can't handle, sometimes you're not in a place where you can handle reading, and that's okay. Um, good music is the other thing I would highly recommend as a way um, to let the Lord encourage you is listen to good music. Yeah, um, like Stephanie Wesco and family. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's a huge way I think to yeah. help deal with it. And you know, folks, let me just let me just add on, or 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 just say what Stephanie's saying. Good music can really change things. And uh, you know, there, you know, we have recommended so much good music. We 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 love obviously the things that Stephanie's done, Stephanie Wesco and family. We we love Ron Hamilton. We love the Herbsters. We there's so much good music out there. Just Find yourself a good radio station like, you know, BBN or, or BFN or, and, and, and I mean, just really uh, listen to some good music sometimes that'll put you in the mood. When you're having a bad day, when the world's upside down, man, God can use Christian music. And, and uh, uh, I just think that, uh, uh, what's your favorite hymn of all time, Stephanie? I, and again, I'm not, I don't give her any time, you know, but what's your favorite hymn of all time, Stephanie? Um, I think if I had to pick a hymn, my favorite would be Jesus is all the world to me. Man. And uh, she's thinking I'm going to ask her to sing that. But, I, you know, I don't think that'd be the right thing because I didn't give her enough warning. So uh, just one verse, Stephanie. Why don't we give him one <laughs> verse so, so the peeps will know what that song's all about? Okay. Well, give me just a second because I don't want to mess it up. No, so you I'm don't. I'm just getting... No. Um, the words to the first verse here. All right. I'm not judging. So that I do it right. Yeah. I mean, right's important. 
Jesus is all the world to me, my life, my joy, my all. He is my strength from day to day. Without him, I would fall. When I am sad, to him I go. No other one can cheer me so. When I am sad, he makes me glad. He's my friend. Man, I'm going to tell you what, Jesus is all the world to me. And I, what a great song. And that song right there is the kind of song you want to listen to when the world's closing in on you, let God in. And say a prayer in your heart, chronicle your scripture, listen to good music call a godly friend, do all those things. But you know, the most important thing to us, Stephanie, that these folks would get today is what? That they would know 100% sure that they know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Know them, know them, make sure you got this. Let me tell you about it. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart that all we need to do is pray to God, believe it in our heart that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks? He will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.